the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. MJ, welcome yeah. back to the studio. Oh, thanks. Feels like I haven't been here in ages. It's we, only been a week. It's only been a week. We had a week mm. off last week. You were down in the map of Tassie. I went down to the map for the day. Yep. What did you think? For, with the Triple M footy team. Um... Yeah, it was all right. It's what it is. What it is. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cold. <laughs> when can you miss it? People seem nice. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, nice little. I tell you something interesting that did happen. The yeah. scariest moment I've ever had on a plane. What do you mean? I was sitting on the tarmac at Tullamarine, and yeah. I had a spare seat next to me. Yeah. And Damien Munker's coming down the aisle. <laughs> the big monkey. Imagine sitting next to him on a plane. Imagine, Thank God he walked past. Imagine being Luke Darcy next week in the EJ Witten having to ruck against. Ruck him. against. Oh, he's the big Jeez. one of the biggest men I've ever seen. I'll pass. Thanks. He's huge. Now, who are we crossing to, MJ? We're going to make Triple M history th- tonight on the show. Yep. We're crossing live to Guyana, which I think is in South America somewhere. I think one in a hundred wouldn't know how to locate that on the map. And in Guyana, we're going to find Mark Howard. Yep. Triple M's Mark Howard. He's over there for the Caribbean Premier League. Yep. So it's been tough to set up the lines and things. It's not. It's not a matter of just a simple phone call to yeah. get into Guyana, but we're going to make history. Time zones. There's yep. about 20 numbers in the phone number. Yep. It's going to be worth it, though. That's coming up in around 20 minutes' time. But before yep. that, it's all about finals footy. Finals footy. We've got the supercomputer out. We're going to calculate all the chances. Is that Ash Chua's computer that you got Ash, there? Yeah, Ash Chua's. Perfect. We'll use that. That's coming up next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, mm. Will, how many games have been this year? 200-odd-ish? Oh, in total? Yeah. Well, a footy game. It's 21 games for each club. Oh, I don't clubs. mean literally. Like 378. So if we... No, don't bother working it out. 189. 189 games. Go on. Should we start? This is Will and MJ <laughs> on Triple M. There's been 189 games of footy played so far in season 2017. Correct. And we are nine games away from knowing who will play finals yep. and whom they will be playing, which is pretty exciting. And nothing, no position on the ladder as it stands is locked in. Well, that's not true. Yes, it is. Oh, no, it is true. No, Ad- yeah, you're right. Adelaide could move. Geelong could move. That's it. No, you're right. They could all move. But anyway, first to six, mm. from Adelaide to Sydney, they're locked in. They're locked in to, to play finals. It is extremely unlikely that any of them will drop below sixth. Extremely unlikely. Extremely. Mm. So that leaves us with seventh to 11th, and we've got the supercomputer out, and we're ready to crunch some numbers. I think it's Ash Chua's computer, isn't it? We've, yeah. asked, we've asked to borrow it. It's no, got all the stats Yeah, on. I had to give it a wipe down with some PinoClean wipes <laughs> <laughs> after Tom Mitchell broke the disposals record. <laughs> At Eddie Hayes. Did Ash clear his browsing history after, <laughs> after last night? Ash was a big fan of that record. I, I've heard. <laughs> Shout out to Ash if he's, if he's listening. Well, he will be. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be in his spa down there at um, Point yeah. Cook somewhere. Oh, for sure. Mm. Now, Melbourne can still drop out of the eight, MJ. How? They are a game clear in seventh. But they need to lose to Collingwood. If they lose to Collingwood. Essendon beat Frio. West Coast beat Adelaide. It is very realistic that they'll miss the finals. Which is, wow. It's very hard to envisage given how hyped up they've been this year. People were talking premierships a few weeks ago for Melbourne. If anyone can do it, though. Oh, God. Melbourne can. If anyone could do it. They almost slipped up against the bottom place side at the at home today. Gee, you were there at the MCG. I was there. Jeez, Brisbane were coming home hard. They were coming home with a wet sail. What an insufferable crowd that Melbourne crowd is. Really? Did, oh, it's mate, noticeable, isn't I'm it? I'm not a fan. They're, you can tell why they're barracking and, when you're and there. I, and I mean as a collective. Mm. I'm yeah, sure as individuals, not, they're lovely. They're all nice individuals. A lot of my mates are Melbourne supporters, but yeah. get them together. Oh, wow. It's, it's them in Richmond. Mm. Anyway. They can drop out. That's worst case scenario. But Cheese platters and, <laughs> and elbow smoke patches, trout. smoke trout. If they beat Collingwood, hmm. they're in. 
Okay. The, ra- the race for eight. So, so Melbourne's destiny is completely in their hands. Oh, 100%. They beat Collingwood. They are playing finals for the first time, I think, since 2006. That's it, under Neil Danaher. 11 years. Big drought. I sort of, oh, I do want that to happen for Melbourne supporters, but. Oh, yeah, no. It's like the Bulldogs yeah. last year. I, I, I don't wish uh, any supporter yep. base to have um, a that big long drought, drought like that, yeah. except for Richmond. So still water to go under the bridge there for Melbourne. Plenty of water, but uh, eighth spot heats up and the Bulldogs can still make it, MJ. The Bulldogs can still make it. They'd have to beat Hawthorne by a hell of a lot. Yeah, they'd yeah. have to really put them to the sword, which I can't see happening in and that retirement need, fest. And I think they'd need Essendon to lose to Frio and West Coast to lose to Adelaide. Yeah. So I think Frio are this year's percentage boosters at the minute. <laughs> yeah, Frio's the shot in well, the They arc. lost to Richmond this afternoon by over 100 points. It's uh, not looking good for Frio. You, you told me before Ross Lyon hadn't lost by 100 in his career until mm. this season. He's lost three. Three times in the last six <laughs> weeks or so. We don't broadcast into Perth, so I don't really... <laughs> Lucky we don't. We'll be right. Yeah. There's no Frio supporters listening. Mm. So now, that means, in conclusion, that every game next weekend, yep. apart from, I think there's one dud, but no, every, no, no. every other game every other game has an effect on the top eight. MJ, please. There's no duds. Oh, there is. Because Br- Brisbane Lions versus North is a dud. On Saturday afternoon, up at the Gabba. That game has no impact on anything. We have ourselves a spoon bowl. And you know I love a spoon bowl. What do you mean? The loser of that game gets the spoon. The winner could jump as high as 16th. Is that right? The consequences of the spoon bowl are almost bigger than any other game happening this round. And and that includes Geelong Giants. Well, you get the spoon, you get the number one pick. There is pride. There is a, a, a physical wooden spoon. There's Cameron Rayner on the line. Everything to win, Who? nothing to lose. Who? Cameron Rayner. He's going to go, Cameron he's Rayner? Gonna go and pick one. Oh, please, please you analyze the draft weeks out when you're a Brisbane supporter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I take it all back. Spoonball, MJ. All eyes on the Gabba Saturday afternoon Book from Brisbane in. versus North Melbourne. Grand final time slot. It's going to be a cracker. Forget Geelong GWS. <laughs> this is where it's all happening, baby. <laughs> that's, the, that's the blockbuster. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. And Will, I'm pretty excited because we are about to make Triple M history. Yeah, you keep saying Triple M history. What's the record? I've gone back through all the books, through the the Hot Breakfast have never done it. The Grill Team never did it before that. And that's crossed live to a place called Guyana. In South America, Guyana. That's right. And on the line, we have Mark Howard, who is commentating over there in the CPL and Triple M's very own. Howie, the obvious question first up is, where are you? Yeah, boys, it's history for me too, and thanks for having me on your show, because I haven't done radio from Guyana either. I'm in Georgetown, so Guyana is the only non-island Caribbean nation, so it's in northeast South America. It's basically just the Amazon with a little place called Georgetown on the Atlantic Ocean, which is about half the size of uh, Geelong. It's hot, um, but it's fun, and they love, they love their cricket over here. Now, Howie, of course, you're over there for the Caribbean Premier League, the CPL, who are, the, uh, who are the big teams to look out for this year? Have we got the Trinbago Knight Riders? Are they right up there? Oh, listen to you. Well, we're doing your CPL research. Yep, you really. boys are all over it. Yeah, they're a sharp operation. They've got McCullum and a bloke called Colin Munro from New Zealand. Uh, they've got Dwayne Bravo and Renegades fans and those Sunil Narayan as well. So they're probably the big side. Chris Gale was a big story over the off-season. He left his home team, the Jamaica Talawas. I'm not sure what a Talawar is, but he left it. And he's gone to the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. So there's some serious cricketers. Shane Watson's playing for Darren Sammy's side. So there is some serious, serious cricketers over here. But I guess that's T20 comps all around the world now. That's, these guys just travel around the world playing T20 cricket. It's quite extraordinary. So how many years have you been covering the CPL now, Howie? 
Yeah, this is the second year. Um, I came for the first time last year when I was able to stay around for the finals, which was amazing, but yeah. I've got to come back to do the AFL for the finals. But it's just, you know, I sit in the commentary box with Mark Butcher, who used to own the batting for England, Darren Ganga, the former West Indian captain. Now I'm Mel Jones, who works with us on 10. Big Ian Bishop, the big fast bowler. And you pinch yourself. You, yeah. I grew up idolising the West Indian cricketers, and you're sitting in a commentary box um, in South America, commentating on cricket, it's bizarre, but it's brilliant. <laughs> and how does the atmosphere of the CPL differ from the Big Bash, Howie? Yeah. Yeah, uh, quite extraordinarily so. <laughs> full-strength beer, full-strength rum, a full-strength gunja. Um, <laughs> there's no, no limits in the crowd. Um, the crowds are enormous. Um, they, especially here in Guyana, people really take it personally. They, they lost the unlosable game three nights ago, the local side. And even all the hotel staff workers, they're really flat about it. They all want to give you their opinion on what the captain did wrong. Um, it, it's, it's a brilliant place to come and watch cricket. Um, there's no security. There's no bag checks. There's none of that stuff that we have in our part of the world. It's like, uh, it's like Australia probably 40 years ago when you could just do yeah. what you want and we weren't so much in a nanny state. Now, I've seen a picture of you, Howie, speaking of nanny state. Have you br- <laughs> it looks like you're breathing fire on the boundary line. Have a look at that Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. You can't be doing that in the big bash. So I said, I'll go and speak well, to the fire breathers uh, down on the boundary. So I went down there, Triple uh, M, Bob Jane, teammate, boundary rider style. Um, and I said to the bloke, you know, what is it? And he said, oh, it's kerosene. And I said, what does it taste like? He said, well, man, it tastes like kerosene, man. So I said, okay, we'll have a go. Um, I won't have to shave for two months because I burnt half my face off and I can still taste the kerosene. But as I say, you're not doing that at the Big Bash, just going down on the no, boundary and breathing well, fire. So well, it's, it's brilliant. It's just loose and fun. Yeah. And the television is loose and fun. You've got, uh, it's run by Indians and Pakistanis, um, wonderful, wonderful people. They know a lot about TV. But at any stage, you're trying to host the coverage. You're standing in front of a speaker, which is just pumping like the world's largest night, largest nightclub. You have an Indian director, you have a Pakistani producer, um, you have a Bangladeshi DA, director's assistant, all talking to you with accents at any one time trying to tell you what you're doing. So any TV after this is very, very, very simple because it's, uh, it's full on. It's full on. Well, fire breathing is a lot of dedication, Howie. I think you've set the bar high. If Roz Kelly doesn't have some flames around her in the first game of the Big Bash. Well, that's a good point you make. I think we need to go up a notch on the Big Bash. I'm not sure Roz Kelly lighting her hair on fire might be the answer, but uh, it could be the way of the future. Yeah, some fire juggling or something, something nice and simple. Uh, so is it a bit of a non-stop party for you over there, Howie, now that you're just uh, cruising around the Caribbean? <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> Will, I'm a bit of a more of a low key operator, but it could be. Um, for instance, uh, last night, uh, Dwayne Bravo, the man that plays for the Renegades, DJ Bravo, of wonderful course. cricketer, uh, he was playing um, as a DJ at a local nightclub, but he was coming on at half past one. <laughs> Uh, actually, without dropping names, I will. Brendan McCullum was saying, you know, you need to come and watch DJ Bravo. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Um, half past one, though, with my current level of jet lag. But we were in the... This is one that I need to report back to you about. We were in the commentary box last night. And I don't know if it's Chris Garr's representative. I'm not mm. sure. But he came into the bomb commentary box because we're off to Jamaica next. And he said, OK, Chris is having a party at his house yeah. next week in Kingston. <laughs> And you are all invited to come. Now, all I've seen on Instagram is wow. Chris Gale's house has a stripper's pole. So it should be an interesting party, I would call. We've called a week early, I think. Yeah. Can we, can we get an update next week after you've been to that party? Well, hopefully it's a Sunday night and we yeah. can cross live from Chris Gale's house. Yeah, maybe chuck Chris Gale on the line. 
Yeah, well, eh, I've had a check it past as far as Chris Gale's concerned. I'm sure everything's fine now. And he, he is, he's the king of the Caribbean. Um, of he, he's, he is. He's just a huge man with a big smile. So they love him over here. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can get uh, Chris Gale on also the home oh. of Usain Bolt, Jamaica. So um, oh. maybe he'll be there, which would be epic. Any chance to get Usain Bolt on the Howie Games, Guru? <laughs> MJ, I'm working on it. I, I won't go into it, but I've, I'm on to email per, uh, person number six for the Howie Games podcast, which yeah. is, um, covers all sorts of sports people. So I started at point A, which was in Melbourne, with uh, the great Jay, who produces uh, Triple M Hot Breakfast. Yeah. And he gave me a contact, and I'm on to contact seven from there. So Usain Bolt's got a lot of managers, I'm thinking. Um, but I'm working on it. It well, would be um, it'd be epic. Well, the Howie Games is the number one sports podcast in Australia. <laughs> if you get Usain Bolt on, it could be the number one sports podcast in the world. Well, uh, some of the guests, you know, Ricky Ponting or Mick Fanning or Greg Norman or Sam Newman are good. But, yeah, I think they all pale into significance for Usain Bolt. But um, I'm tipping my chances of getting Usain Bolt on. I was about as good as getting Tiger Woods on. But we'll give it a go. <laughs> give it a crack. I love the plugs. I feel like I'm sitting in the middle of an ad here. <laughs> Well, MJ is the fine producer of the Howie Games, <laughs> the course. most downloaded sports podcast in Australia. Just jump on uh, howiegames.com and yeah, you'll be able to find it. Wheel. Yep. Now, speaking of MJ's role as a producer, of course, when you're commentating the AFL for Triple M footy, MJ is often in the back row. Uh, do you ever have any fans of the Guyana Amazon Warriors that are producing your games and barracking in the back of the CPL box? Yeah, it's a good question. MJ's <laughs> crossed the line. When Collingwood um, are playing, he loses all sensation of what he should be doing as a producer. Um, and he's liable to stitch up as well. It was a few this weeks ago, the very famous unfair. shot of... Uh, the famous shot of Mick Malloy celebrating when Richmond had the win <laughs> yeah. and he had his beautiful partner next to him to which I said oh there's Mick Malloy and his partner who is a star on and I paused and looked at MJ because he has the information he's a big reality TV man yeah. and I paused yeah. waiting for him to fill the blank for me and he said yep she's in city here desperate housewives desperate housewives so I continued there's his partner from the desperate housewives yeah. which caused all sorts of consternation in the box and with Mick himself I believe because she is of course from MJ um, Real Housewives <laughs> They're real housewives. Yeah. So, yeah. Great <laughs> Probably better producers over here. Yeah. Probably better producers over here than oh. we've got back there. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> what a perfectly constructed stitch up that is. Well, on that note, Howie, thank you very much for joining us and making history as the first person to ever report live on Triple M from Guyana. <laughs> Maybe we can make history next week and be the first person from Jamaica, man. <laughs> or from Chris Gale's bedroom. The first from Chris Gale's bedroom. <laughs> With you, so Bolt. Now you're talking. Be listening next week. It could happen. Oh. Howie, thanks for coming on the show. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Howie. That was Mark Howard live from Guyana. With... Now, MJ, yeah. our finest hour in journalism last week. I think, you know, we've interviewed Warney before yep. and we asked him about whether he, he was drinking a Red Bull and vodka yep. or a beer and it turns out it was a Red Bull, and vodka. A Red Bull and vodka. So that was an important moment in um, journalistic uh, parts of this show. <laughs> we could score the Dalai Lama from here and I don't think we'd top our last, our no. last effort. No. Definitely not. It's going to take some beating. Everyone is aware of the cheese platter man. Yep. The Melbourne Demons supporter that brought a cheese platter to the MCC to watch Full the Full cheese platter. Full cheese platter. He had prosciutto. He had brie. <laughs> And this photo went everywhere, so we tried to track him down, and we did what no other news network could, MJ. Could be bothered doing. <laughs> Had the bothered. resources to do. <laughs> at the time, at the means. <laughs> and I don't know if that says more about them or us. No, definitely us. Probably us. We managed to score an interview with the Cheese Platter Man. If you didn't mm. hear it, it's on the Will and MJ Facebook page. Yep. 
And we asked him about exactly what he had in his cheese platter, which was the big exclusive. You've got a bit here for us to play, don't you? Here's what Ned had to say. He described exactly what he had on that cheese platter. There was a bit of a smorgasbord, some uh, (laughs) semi-sun-dried tomatoes, some some green olives, some daffinoir, daffinoir, French French blue, avocado, some nice baguettes. Uh, We did actually have smoked trout in the bag, which didn't pull out. Um, Didn't want to... Thought might be a bit smelly. There's good old Ned Trumbull there. <laughs> oh, it's my favourite chat of all time. Now, the next day, we thought this was just a fun little internet story, and it's little in a little atmosphere of the internet with like memes. a meme. It was yeah. just a meme. It was a, it was an audio <laughs> meme. It was just a silly little chat with a with, with a silly little man. And we we we, <laughs> no, we well, love you, Ned. Sorry, Ned, mean. if you're listening. But we put it up on our Facebook page, the full interview. Yeah. At about I think six thirty on Monday night. Yeah. Now well, we left. We left work. Um, didn't, didn't think much of it. Yeah. People seem to be enjoying it. Yeah. Did but, pretty, did pretty well on the page. Now, yeah. Tuesday morning, I thought the biggest news in the world, we have hmm. marriage plebiscites. Yep. Kim Jong-un and his, <laughs> and his impending nuclear doom <laughs> the rest of the world. Now we have a screenshot of 10 AM <laughs> on Tuesday morning. The number one story on the Herald Sun website. What was the headline? I had trout in my bag. <laughs> And they use quotes from our interview. Will and MJ said on Triple M. Yeah. And then story oh. number two, yeah. impending nuclear war. Trump threatens Kim Jong-un. <laughs> God, it was funny. It, it, was, it was, on, was featured in News.com. Yeah. Herald Sun, The Age, Fox and, Sports. And Daily Mail, I Daily think, Mail. ran it as well. It almost made CNN. Did I tell you I got a call from the Herald Sun about it? No. You uh, the Herald Sun called me and said, can, we, can you put us on to Ned Trumbull? Oh, because they did a follow-up, didn't they? They did a follow-up with him and yeah. got a photo of him with his cheese platter. Yeah, I saw that. On and the I, said, the I said on the condition that you give us a little bit of credit. What happened? Nothing. No credit. No credit from no Herald Sun. No shout-out. No. Oh, you're Last her- time I help her out. Yeah, piss off, Herald Scum. <laughs> Go on, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Should I name her? I wrote her name No, down. don't name her. Right. I've already called them Scum. There's her name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Anyway. We just wanted to have a quick boast. Yeah, a quick boast. No, well, we wanted to see, because you went to the game today, to the Melbourne-Brisbane game. Yep. I was there. I was in the MCC. Any sign of any cheese platter? Cheese platters everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just nonstop. It was a cheese platter fest. Not a pie in sight. The four and 20 are out of business now. There was a guy curing salamis in the ball ring. (laughs) (laughs) The Greenfield Post on Triple M. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, MJ. Yeah. I've got a story for you that I haven't really told you about. The Atlanta Falcons NFL team. They've built a billion-dollar stadium over in the U.S. that's going to have a chicken restaurant that's well, virtually never open. What? <laughs> it's never going to be open. Well, just it's Atlanta Falcons, one of the most successful NFL teams. They're one of the big ones, yeah. Obviously worth a lot of money, and this new stadium's going to be pretty good. Why? What do you What do you mean they've got a chicken restaurant never open? Now, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is the, the new the new joint that they've just put together. Mm. Are you Are you familiar with Chick Fil uh, I think I think I've seen it. It's a, it's a iconically, when I've been over there. Yeah, it's an iconically American sort of brand. Mm. I, I think they specialize in chicken. I don't really know their. Oh, really? I don't know the okay, cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they do with the chicken. I don't know is if it's it, like a red rooster esque. I think. Is it Mexican? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Look, uh, I'm not well researched, but I'm. Researched I think it's more tonight. like red rooster. Okay, we'll run with that. Now, for some reason, I think it's for religious reasons. I haven't quite got to the bottom of it because. Mm. They, ha- they they don't r- really specify, but they say in their, almost in their uh, store code of conduct that for the, since the beginning of the restaurant's uh, inception in 1946, they don't open on Sundays. 
They just don't do the at gig. all. No. Well, that would be a religious thing. I th- it has to be. Like it has to be. They're so f- are the founders religious or something, and then they refuse to work on Sunday. It would make sense for mm. an American company like that. Their founder has just said no. Sundays we're not doing it. Well, I went I went to the over to the states to New Jersey a couple of years ago. Yeah. In a town called Ocean Grove, which is a Christian town, mm. and up until the mid eighties, they weren't allowed to drive cars through the town on what? Sundays. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's it was really just the whole inc- joint just shut down. How inconvenient And if you were caught driving a town, like, you know, the pastor would get angry <laughs> at you. Round you up. Yeah, round you up. And, yeah, well, you'd get fines. And the beach it, the, the beach still isn't open on Sundays until 11 a.m. You're kidding. Yeah, because they expect everyone to be at church. What if you need to do, like, a recovery swim? Um, I don't know. You need to go to the Westpac Centre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to Brighton and uh, get bitten by sea bugs. <laughs> bit of sea lice action. <laughs> Now, they've put a chick filler in this restaurant. And, mm. and of course, you love your American football. When's yeah. most American football games played? Well, I think 90% of it's played on <laughs> Sunday. So there's an obvious problem here. The fact of the matter is there's going to be a restaurant inside this stadium that's going to be full every single home game. Yeah. It's only going to be open once in the year. The whole year? The whole season. What, so... They're literally open one day. One game. Oh, imagine being the store manager. Imagine, yeah, oh, you've been going crazy, surely. That'd be the best gig ever. <laughs> imagine being there on a Tuesday. Do you reckon they get paid full time? <laughs> it's just going to be dead. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's the mm. Atlanta Falcons that have made this cock up. Yeah. Of course, last Super Bowl, they were leading the New England Patriots 28 to 3 before getting steamrolled. <laughs> before Tom Brady decided to show up. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do anything right. They can't. Poor well, Falcons. I'll tell you what, the, because Lenny... Food be available there? I'm sure there'll be other food. Well, I think the Atlanta Falcons just all just bring cheese platters to the game. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will avid listeners to the show? Yes. Not many, but there's some. No, there's a little healthy call. We'll know that we've been promising an exclusive. Yep. That is yet to come to fruition. Yeah. But it isn't far away. Now, I am in no position to doubt you with your mm. exclusives. You've, you've gotten us Cheese Platter Man. Yep. You've gotten us Warney. That was sort of a bonus exclusive during the week. That was. You got us uh, Tornado Guy from Canada. Yep. Who else? You got us someone really impressive. I can't remember. They're all impressive. They're all impressive. But anyway. The Uber Guy from Uber Chicago. Guy. Of course. That the guy that drove the NFL player yeah. about a thousand miles. That's right. Now, this one I'm not confident about. This What's that saying? Is it the magnum opus or whatever? Yeah. Your wor- the life's cre- work? Creme de la creme. The creme de la creme. Your finest moment. This is my finest moment. Oh my God, if it weird. all happens as I think it is going to, and I have yeah. no reason to doubt it, yeah. this time next week, we'll be speaking to the man responsible for the greatest coaching spray of all of time. All time. Yep. And I'm not just saying that as a way to pump it up. Oh, if, no. if you Google the greatest coaching spray of all time, I'm going to do that. Literally, that speech comes up. Because I believe that is the, uh, the title of the YouTube video. Mm. It is. Well, for those who don't know it, and everyone's heard it yep. once or twice, Here's a little taste of what that spray was. I put the time in each way. I'll get Fano to do the videos. I'll get bananas. I'll get lollies. I'll get solo. Shove the f- solo up your ass! <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> so, oh my God, it just catches me off guard. He's going to come on the show next week, Will. Yep. And explain all. Because until now, it's been a secret as to what team he was coaching. Yep. Where he was coaching, who he is, who he is, who's yeah. Fano that got the lollies, who, who does the videos. We're going to find out if these are real people yep. and what team it actually happened. And it so, was it was around ten years ago, so he he feels like after yeah. ten years, there's decades passed. Yeah. He needs to get this out. So, so you're saying watch this space. You're officially putting it on the line next week. I, I haven't said I promise. Yep. 
But nah, say it. I promise next week we will have the oh, coach man. on the show. I'm so excited. It's going to be my my happiest and moment. And all will be revealed. Oh, I can't wait. And anyway. If, and if that isn't a good tease for next week's show, I don't know what it's is. It's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad. I know. Well, thank, oh. it's been fun, this show. Yeah, yeah. And we've had and other, other exclusives this show, like crossing to Ghana, Guyana. Guyana. No Triple M show ever has ever crossed to Guyana. Yeah, not Ghana. I don't think anyone on SEN's ever crossed to Guyana. Of I don't think not. anyone on AW's ever. AW. No, they've never crossed <laughs> no past. They've never gone past Frankston for AW. <laughs> We're potting everyone. <laughs> anyway, it's been a fun show. Thank well, you, Mark Howard, of course, from uh, Guyana. Yep, that's right. And thanks to Cheese Platter Man who chatted to us during the week. Once again, if you want to check out that full interview, and if you just want to check out some good content, jump on Will and MJ on Facebook. Yep, and if you like podcasts, sign up to our podcast on iTunes. Yep, there's a little purple app on your phone. It's a default app. Yeah, if you go there, you press the podcast app, yeah. type in Will and MJ, it's, and then click subscribe. It's much easier than you think. Yeah, you give it a five-star rating. I think podcasts daunt a lot yeah. of people. I think they think it's a bit hard. No, it's not. It's, it's a piece of cake. It's like Netflix for audio. But, oh, but free. What an analogy. Yeah, anyway. and it's free. Also check out the Howie Games, your podcast with Howie. That's right, yeah. <laughs> while you're there, number one sporting podcast. This, of course, is the number two sporting podcast. <laughs> of course. When it's in podcast form. In the meantime, everyone enjoy your week. Thank enjoy you. your weekend's footy next <laughs> week. And we'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday with the world's greatest coaching spray Woo! man. I'm excited. I'm excited.